Okay, guys, we have had quite the episode already. We have spoken to the amazing group at Boss Paranormal. We have spoken to Gary and Christina, and we have told you all of the amazing and wonderful things about Parapsychon that is held every year at Ohio State Reformatory. Now, this last couple that we are going to interview is... um, They're really the folks who put all of this together. They have a wonderful team of people that help them do that. And we are super excited um, to introduce you to and have you sit down with us as we chat with them about exactly what it takes to put on an event of this size. Um, So yeah, everybody, this is our segment with Greg and Kathy Faketic. Let's give them a big, big round of applause from the HOAH family. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, how are you? We're great. Thank you so much for joining us. We are super excited to have you. Um, as I mentioned, we sat down with um, another vendor at your amazing Paracom this year, Boss Paranormal. We have spoken with um, two of your amazing, amazing team members and volunteers at the Paracycon, Gary and Christina. And now we are going to bring it on home and pick your brains for a little while because you guys are the are the ones behind all of this. You guys are the ones that um, get all of this together and make this in a really extraordinary event for vendors, celebrities, and attendees alike. So we want to um, welcome you to the show and... Uh, Yeah. You ready to get into it? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Great. So uh, first question, uh, how did you guys get involved in the paranormal field? How did that that how did this journey start for both of you? Well, we when when we met, we realized that we both had an interest in the paranormal for different reasons. We had different reasons for uh, having that interest, but because we did have that interest that we decided to expand it a little bit further. And by expanding it, we started going on uh, trips to haunted locations, hotels, things like that together as a family, actually. Love it. (laughs) And then after we did that for a while, we decided, you know, there's there's a big learning curve out there in the paranormal and how to investigate and everything. And you want to learn the right way and um, you know get rid of all the the wrong ways of interview or uh, investigating. Yeah. So we decided we're going to join a team of Broadmark Horizons. So we did that, and then Greg, how long was it uh, before we actually started our own team? Uh, we, we joined this other team in 2005, and then. Uh, we started our team, Tricy Ghost Hunters, in 2013, January 2013. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've, you know, gotten to the paranormal. I mean, growing up as a kid, I was always interested in, you know, Bigfoot and aliens and the Loch Ness Monster. And it, it was cool. I, I liked it. I read everything I could. Uh, didn't have my first paranormal experience until um, 98, but I did my first investigation in 91. Oh, wow. Okay. And I've I've been hooked ever, ever since. I love it. I love it. How about you? Was you, did you have a personal paranormal experience, Kathy, that got you interested in it or just many, many personal experiences? Yes. Um, I, I, you know, I do light work and I'm also, uh, intuitive, you know, I'm an intuitive person. 
That's so right. growing up, I had quite a few experiences because oh, of that. Okay. So I considered that, you know, I was uh, actually grew up in a haunted house because there were so many things that did happen. But they were always explained to me as uh, being my imagination. Of course. However, in my mind, I knew it wasn't my imagination, but there was more to it. Yeah. So as I got older, that's why I had this interest to get started in all this, was because I wanted to find out, um, you know, really what is going on out there. Sure, sure. So now your abilities, have you, you've had them since you were a child? Yes, yes. Um, and when I say when I say in, uh, abilities, it's more intuition, right? Knowing and things like that, but also having the experiences, hearing things, seeing things, smelling things, uh, things like that. I I don't consider my abilities that of uh, psychic or a medium. Okay. More intuitive person. Sure. And then of course, I got older. Um, I I grew into the healing portion of it. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I love that. Um, now, Greg, you have been throughout your career, and Kathy, I don't know if you have as well, but you have been on several different paranormal television shows. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Now, yeah, has it I've, primarily been for OSR or other locations as well? Uh, we had, The first time, uh, we had a location in Lorain, Ohio, which is just east, uh, west of Cleveland, called okay. the uh, St. Joseph Hospital. It was an oh. old abandoned hospital, and uh, I was on uh, Haunted Hospitals. That was a, a segment. On okay. And then uh, both of us at OSR were on Port- Portals to Hell. Oh, okay. And, That's right. And then I was also a very, very small portion of Destination Fear. Yeah. Well, they, well, when they were cool. there. Yeah, yeah. That was an excellent episode. That was such a great episode. Um, I'm a big fan of Destination Fear, now Project Fear. In fact, they are um, a source that we cite often uh, when we're covering locations. I get a lot of really great ideas from from Dakota and the group. Um, yeah. So, um, Laura, what's your question? So, how did you come to work so closely with OSR? Um, (laughs) you know, the the first time we ever investigated the Ohio State Reformatory is back in 2004. Oh, okay. So, and, um, I I remember driving down the the driveway and seeing this massive building and I I was hooked and (laughs) I I said, you know what, when I retire, I want to start volunteering and that's, I mean, and we, uh, prior to us volunteering, we would do it like twice a year, go and do private investigations there. And then I retired in 2011 and 2013, we both became volunteers there. That's wonderful. Now, are you guys, um, so I know that a lot of locations have their dedicated paranormal team that kind of like runs all of the investigations and is just sort of their main go-to. Is that what you guys do for OSR? Our team is the residential team for OSR. However, the paranormal program manager actually manages the program, but is overseen by the executive director and also the board for um, Advanced Paranormal Performatory. And that's the paranormal 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 program. Okay. Now, now with that being said, though, our team is the resident uh, paranormal team. However, Greg is the lead paranormal investigator for OSR. 
So he is the go-to person when it when it uh, involves the paranormal and the things that are happening on site, and he runs in, um, the private ghost hunts. Oh, so Greg is okay. he has wealth of knowledge about not only the history but the paranormal uh, at OSR. I do the operations. I do the operations. I'm the one that <laughs> um, you know when you asked how did we get involved and stuff like that. Or, you know, I think you asked about what shows you've been on. I'm the silent partner. I'm the one that kind of goes in the background. So I'm in the background running things. Coordinating all of that. Yeah. And he's the one that's up front. Um, He's the voice. I'm the voice. The voice. The voice. The voice. The voice. Yeah. So uh, I became the lead paranormal investigator there in 2017. Um, Okay. and, And I love it. I mean, it's... This is my retirement job, uh, even though it takes me over an hour to get there and an yeah, hour to get home. Oh, does I, it? I, yeah, yeah, and I love it. And, you know, sometimes I'm there, you know, four nights in a row doing private hunts and yeah. not tired of it yet. That's, this is my dream job. Yeah, you know, uh, there are some locations um, that if I – so I'm in Raleigh, and Trans-Allegheny is – about six hours for me in West and West Virginia. And I, if I could, I would, I would work there every weekend. Oh, if yeah. I could, I wouldn't, I mean, if I could just get a hotel and stay there, I would, I absolutely would. There are just some locations that really speak to you and that you just, you know, have this strong affinity for whether you understand why or not. Trans Allegheny is like that for me. I would do the same thing. I absolutely would for sure. Now, how many people are on your team? How many people are on tri uh, right now, we have about 42 members. Wow. And, and Well, the reason we call ourselves Tri-C is because we actually cover the whole state of Ohio. Uh, we have teams in Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. And wow. Tri-C, the three Cs. Sure. So, well, we wow. We cover the whole state. Okay, so do you guys do private residence cases as well as, like, big locations like OSR? We most – well – we mostly do private investigations. That's why we actually formed our team. Oh, okay. uh, we formed our team not to prove the existence of the paranormal or afterlife. Sure. Uh, we formed to help our clients uh, try to figure out what's going on in their homes and to make them feel comfortable and at ease in their homes. Right. Uh, a lot of people believe their homes are haunted when it, it actually isn't. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Of course, we've run across those few where they're not haunted, and there are logical reasons. With our team, one of the things that we emphasize with all of our team members is you have to go into a place with a logical mind Mm. and rule out the logic before you can actually even think that there's something going on. So in going into into these homes where people feel that it's haunted and you find that there's something else that is causing the issues... Like the one time there was a gas leak. There was a gas leak in the basement, and it was actually a daycare home. Oh, it was creating this, this, all these horrible uh, feelings, you know, the paranoia and everything. Yeah. Go into all that. But when we found that, you know, it was a gas leak, we sat there with the client and waited for the gas company to come, and that took a while. But when they did come, it was pretty serious. So we feel as if we did our job. If for I sure. What the problem was helping them to resolve it and ever and probably save lives. I was just going to so say. I, 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 wow. 
Yeah, you know, we um, uh, our team had about a year ago had a private residence case where they um, it was a very similar thing, except that the the creepy kind of skin crawly hair standing up on your arms and the back of your neck experiences were primarily reserved to the master bathroom. And we walked downstairs and the very first thing we saw was a giant, their entire um, fuse box, electrical box, wires going everywhere were smack dab under the bathroom. And we were like, it's a fear cage immediately. So just like huge EMF. So, um, we were able to kind of, and then same thing, they had somebody come out and then kind of, it was an older home and, um, you know, they were able to, to get it taken care of. But like you said, it's not always, it's not always a paranormal nope. situation. Yeah. Most of the time it's not. It's our, not right. Experiences. Right. Most time it's not. And then those, there are the rare times, the rare occasions where you can't explain what's going on. Right. And that's when you raise the questions. Okay. We can't we can't figure out what it is. So, yeah, right. Normal, we know? try. We try to help them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, how many investigations would you say that you've done at Ohio State Reformatory? Oh. <laughs> well, shoot! When we first started there, we were doing investigations several times a year. But as uh, volunteers, then we started more or less volunteering our time at the investigations. So. Uh, but at actual investigations, let's see, I'm thinking, I mean, we've been there hundreds and hundreds of times. I, I bet. Yeah, as yeah. As like actual investigations, I would say probably at least 30 to 40. Okay. Just, just at OSR. And I'm, uh, I'm guessing that, not, that like not, no two investigations are the same. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> there's nothing, and some there's a lot of stuff going on. Yes. And, and yeah. you don't even, at OSR, you don't even have to be investigating for stuff to happen, which I've experienced um, sitting in my break room. I saw that video you put on TikTok where you yes. were like, well, this is new. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 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 And we found that out too, just being vendors in the middle of the day. Like nobody's really, you know, we had stuff happen at our booth. I was like, okay, wow, all right. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, and you figure we've been there uh, as volunteers since 2013. Yeah. That's a long time for having experience. So we do have a lot of experiences. Yeah. And that's really saying something, especially since, like you said, no two like investigations are the same and no two. It, um, it, that is a very overwhelming place with just the sheer energy of the spirits that reside there alone. Right. It is just even walk in is kind of heavy. It is, yes, it is. Aside from the fact that it's a very opposing facade, right? Like it's a very, like we, there's nothing like turning into that driveway and seeing this building just get grow closer and closer. There's just yeah. really something unique about that, that experience. Um, Laura, did you, I think the next question is yours. We're bouncing back and forth. <laughs> um, what, is there an investigation that stands out the most to you in your recollection over the past decade or so that was just, but you know, something different? Yeah. 
Are you talking personal investigations or specifically with OSR? Uh, specifically with OSR. OSR, yeah. Um, n- not any particular in- investigation. Which one are you talking about? The training one where you were sitting on the Oh, yeah. yeah I, I've had so many different yeah. experiences. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, each time, you know, something happens, either uh, apparition or shadow figure. Now, like I said, I've been investigating since 91. I've yeah. never seen shadow figure or apparitions, and I've been all over. We've actually even been to Scotland investigating old castles over there. Oh, that's um, awesome. But in my whole career, I've seen a total of four. Three of them were at OSR, and that's just been since 2019. Oh, wow. Um, And it's, I mean, it's crazy, but, you know, sometimes, like I said, you you just, you're just walking and stuff's happening. You're not even investigating. Like, Mm -hmm. right now, we always tell people one of our most active areas in the reformatory is the break room, what we call the mini bullpen. And I'll be sitting in there maybe with another um, volunteer, and the group will be out, and we have crazy stuff going on in there. We'll see shadow figures walking into the bathroom. We'll hear screaming coming from there. Uh, Like I said, uh, the the one video I posted was the refrigerator door uh, opening and standing Uh, shut at the same time. That's crazy. Right? And yeah. I mean, it's not like, like, this is like a, like a heavy refrigerator door. This isn't just like, you know, um, commercial, commercial refrigerator. It's not like, yeah, it's like a and, mini fridge or anything like that. Right. And it was in there for like two years and, you know, nothing. And there's a suction on the door. So it's a little hard opening. Right. And I'm sitting there, I'm by myself. I'm watching TV in the break room. Also, I hear this banging, and I look, and you can actually see the door opening and slamming shut just continuously. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really remarkable place. Um, so now, we were talking with Boss Paranormal about during the Parapsychon this year. This was our very first time doing a convention ever and it was theirs as well and it was our very first time history of a haunting um at ohio state we'd never been there before and um aaron bush was with us and she is the handler for andrea perrin and we were all there and we're kind of hanging out and we were talking about how there is this insanely weird phenomenon that happens all over osr where you kind of feel like you're on a ship and it's sort of wobbling. You kind of get a little bit of vertigo in certain areas. And we were mentioning how Shane Pittman feels the same way in certain areas, um, just like right outside the elevator there, like down in that like main area where you come in through the outside. Um, there's a couple, what, was, what were other areas? Laura, do you remember? I think it might have even happened in the cell block a little bit. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Do you, have you guys experienced that? Because Gary and Christina, we did talk to them while we were at the Parapsychon, and Gary said that's a common claim. Have you guys ever experienced that? I, I never have. Okay. Um, and I'm there all the time, but that that's just me. I, I sure. Just, I've just never, you know, had anything, a feeling like, like that. Have you? Yeah, I have. I can say that I have, but you have to understand um, – 
something, there's a difference between the way Greg and I do investigate. You know, he's a retired police officer, so he kind of shuts him down himself down a little bit. So for him to okay. be open enough to see the apparitions and the shadow figures and things like that is amazing. You know, Pretty significant. Open. Yes. Yeah. So he's not as open as me, who's, I'm an intuitive, so yes. I do get feelings of like almost like I'm going to fall over. Yes. Side. And it, it doesn't happen all the time. But yes, I definitely have experienced those things. Okay. Yeah. We were like a bunch of us were saying, did you feel that? Yeah, I felt that too. But I felt it over here. Well, I felt it over there. It's, <laughs> I've never been to a location where I've experienced that, let alone a number of other people have experienced it in a number of different locations at the same mm-hmm. place. So uh, we, we found that probably the most, um, the most intriguing, I think a thing about OSR, um, solitary was a uh, probably a close runner up. Wouldn't you say Laura? Yeah, that was a very interesting area. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Yeah. That's one of the areas I've, I saw one of my apparitions. Really? So I've had, I mean, I was, you know, when I have a private group there, I always give them a tour, and that's one of the areas we go in. And I've been by this cell hundreds and hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm walking by it. I got the group behind me, and I swear there was somebody standing in the cell right there. And I kind of, like, jumped a little. I was like, but I didn't say anything. I was just like, whoa. But the woman behind me, she started crying because she saw it, too. Really? And, you know, I'm always skeptical about everything. Uh, Sorry, it's most of the time, it was probably my eyes playing tricks on me. But, you know, she was behind me and she saw it. So, oh, and I've had a lot of experiences. A lot of people have had a lot of experiences in solitary. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We captured. Um, so we were down there. I think it was Sunday morning. We got there a little early before the vendor, the convention opened. And yeah. we wanted Broad to take. Daylight. Broad daylight, yeah, like 10 o'clock in the morning, we went there. We wanted to take um, podcast promo pictures around the um, reformatory, and we took pictures standing in the doorway of a cell down in solitary. And we took a few, like, we multiples, and in the, the series of mine, you see my shadow on the wall. And I've got short hair. I'm trying to grow out a pixie cut. You can see where my hair ends. But then in my shadow is a black mist that's longer than, like, looks like it might be my hair, but it's longer than my hair. And you see it kind of form throughout the series of photographs. And, yeah, when we saw that, we were like, oh, my God. (laughs) We could not believe it. And that's the cell, Laura. You didn't want to go in. You just had the utter creeps about was that that one yeah and i don't get like that yeah like ever i don't have that i'm more like you greg that i i don't i'm not so sensitive or you know so usually stuff like that like she'll have all these feelings i'm like i don't i don't get it i don't know (laughs) (laughs) is it on video i don't i didn't see it um So I'm way more like, skeptic, right? So, but so that I'm not scared of going in any place or anything like that. I wasn't scared. It just, uh, I had all of a sudden had this apprehension about going in there to stand in that particular cell for the picture. And I didn't feel that way anywhere else just at that particular moment to go into that cell. And then, so they took a couple pictures of me and then Carrie went in 
And then that's where we saw the thing, the mist kind of come in in her pictures. So it was pretty wild. Yeah, yeah that is that is one of our more active areas. Well, I mean, the whole prison is active. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. No, yeah. The interesting about OSR, too, is the fact that you may go there one year and uh, you have all this activity in certain locations. Five years later, you can go and they, the activity has moved to different locations. It's not always the same. So yeah. all of the years that we've been going there, the activity has kind of moved around to different locations, just like the break room that Greg's talking about, the kitchen. Nothing ever used to happen down there. Now there's things happening down there. Now the third floor, the third floor administration, of course, has has been active for quite a while here now, but it was usually active, you know, on the east or the west side. Now it's moving into the hallways and there's things that are happening there. That's that's actually mm-hmm. in the hallway there is where I actually saw an apparition back in February. Really? Um, I, I was pushing um, a private ghost hunt uh, tour and I walked out of the administration area into the hallway and I was looking out the window when I felt, I felt as if somebody was standing next to me. So I turned and when I turned, I saw about a six foot tall guy apparition, an actual apparition standing next to me. And of course I dropped a couple of the, you know, the, the uh, not so pleasant words. Because you're, 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 uh, what's the word? You're shocked. Oh, yeah. You really don't expect to see anybody staying there. So I dropped that bomb a couple of times. And this apparition actually turned and started to go down on all fours. So he got down on all fours into the hallway. And when he got to the hallway, he turned into a ball of light um, that was almost like static or electrical. And of course, I'm trying to think logical reasons why all of this is going on. And right. So, you know, I, I started to follow it down the hallway, and as soon as I turned on my flashlight, it disappeared. Now, the now, interest we have security cameras there. Oh. That security camera that should have gotten perfect view of it, which we were really excited, didn't record. It didn't record at all? No. Oh. But the other ones did. The other ones, there, there's one where you can see her flashlight coming down the hallway where oh. she said that she was following it. You could see her flashlight. And when she come running back into the area that we were in where I was uh, leading the tour, that camera worked. The only thing that didn't work, every, everything jived. It's just that camera where it happened did not work. Is and this the gray man that we were t- told about? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The creeper. Yeah. The creeper. He was mm-hmm. saying I'd get down on all fours and mm-hmm. scurrying down the hallways there. That Don't is love the that. area. <laughs> uh, when I'm there by myself, you know, closing up, that is the one area that creeps me out. Oh, yeah. It is that area up on the third floor. Uh, growling has been heard up there. And you got the creeper. And it's, I mean, a hall's creepy during the daytime. And then it's 3 o'clock in the morning. You're walking down that hall. It's like, oh, Ooh, no. Yeah, that would be. It's a little bit creepy. You know, it's, it's, it's creepy. That would be I'm very lie, unnerving. Sometimes I avoid that hall from by myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, um, when we did the um, vendor ghost walk the night, that Friday night before, um, 
Gary was our our guy right. in the group yeah. that we were in, and, and he was talking about the Gray Man and yeah. how it started out on all fours, and then it just sort of like, I, and it just walked out of this room, and I'm like, why do they have to do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> of all the things, like if you can walk, if you can be bipedal, why would you be? Uh, I just can't. I just can't with that. Um, well, Super so let's. Nice. I know. Right? Um, Let's talk about Paris Icon. This and me and Aaron and Laura and Andrea and Boss Paranormal all agreed this is one of the most well-organized, well-run paranormal conventions we have ever been to. Um, it, it You guys do such a f- tremendous job. And I have been, we've been to other conventions as attendees, but we, of course, as paranormal investigators, we're kind of trained to just kind of observe and pay attention. So, but we have never seen a paranormal convention or any convention for that matter that is so attentive to their vendors. Laura and I were like, I feel like we're the celebrity table because everybody kept coming by and like, do you need a coffee? Do you need a water? Do we, can we get you anything? Can we help you with it? We were like, no, we're good at just really well taken care of. So this is the fourth year. This last May is the fourth year that you guys have done that. Correct. Correct. Okay. How did this whole idea come about? Uh, it all started, uh, it was back in 2000 and, 16. Okay. Uh, where uh, one of our team members at the time, her son was uh, killed in an auto accident. Oh, okay. Uh, and this is when we were running events out of the old St. Joseph Hospital. Oh. So decided, it's like, hey, let's do a, a fundraiser. Let's do a, a ghost hunt there, a public ghost hunt where all the money that, that we raised, you know, will go back to help with funeral expenses and and, you know, help pay for college that, that oh, he was going to. Okay. So, so we did that, and it was a big success. And then I remember one day we, we were driving to the Rhodes Hotel to do a weekend investigation. And I came up with the idea. It's like, hey, that was a success. Why not? We, let's do a, 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 like a psychic fair, paranormal fair. You know, we got the hospital. We, and that's how it all started. Mm-hmm. And we did it two years at the hospital. 2017 and 2018 but then we had we, we had to shut the hospital down oh. because it was, it was just getting so hazardous in, inside there you know yeah. with black mold and everything like this so yeah. we moved it to the Ohio State Reformatory and just changed the name to Parapsychon wow and okay with doing that too it's not just that we <clears> jumped in both feet into waters that we've never been in before both of us have event planning experience. Oh, okay. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Greg did event planning at the police department, and then I'm, uh, I, I was an executive assistant slash event planner for two different companies, so I have uh, like 25 years of event planning experience as well. So well, we, we didn't just jump in. like some people do we actually have done this quite a bit before and you're right about the vendors it's really 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 important that the vendors are happy because in my opinion and in Greg's we both talked about this from day one 
the vendors are the ones that make the convention. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have any vendors, you have no convention. I don't care how many celebrities you have. You need you need vendors. Yeah. And so we've always that that's been our philosophy. We always treat our vendors the way way we do. Uh, and you know, with our team, we have a great team. By the way, we have a wonderful team of great people that lead the, the way we do, and they have the same philosophy. And yeah. it showed obviously because of the things that you're telling us. It you know, did. they they care. They care a great deal about the vendors as well, and they they want to make sure that you're you know you're taking care. You know, one of the things I want to point out too about the Parasitecon. I don't know if people know that this out here. But we make absolutely no money whatsoever off of the convention at all. Of all of the money that is made after expenses are taken care of gets donated back into the Ohio State Reformatory, um, you know, for the upkeep of the building and everything, the restoration projects and things like that. So everybody yeah. that you see running around there, they're not getting paid for that. That's all volunteer. Greg and I do this. We don't get any money out of it. It all goes back into our OSR. That is wonderful. We were like that with St. Joe's. We donated to three different or four different uh, organizations. Yeah. We took care of uh, a woman's shelter. We took care of uh, children's shelter, uh, animals, of course. And then the owner of the hospital, his, uh, his uh, uh, charitable organization was Salvation Army. So any money we made at St. Joseph's all went to those organizations. Yeah, I think in three years we donated thirty thousand dollars. That was just basically from private ghost hunts. That's you know, amazing. All the money that that we would get, get we just don't donated. And when we used to do it, well, we we do it at OSR now. We do the food drive. Yeah, you know, we, we've mm-hmm. always done that for our events. That's amazing. And also for the animals. And, you know, we did collect as much as we would have liked to out this year for the animals. However, when we went to drop it off and the, we made the comment, we're sorry, we don't have that much to contribute this year. She says, I'm out of food right now. You have no idea how thankful I am that you guys brought this back. So every little bit counts. Absolutely. It absolutely counts. Yes, that's true. I And I that was one of the things that I really loved about... Um, us being a part of this year's um, convention and choosing you guys to be for our very first convention that we attended was because of the food drive, was because of the pet food and supply drive. Um, because it's, it's, they're both causes are very, are very um, dear to, to mine and Laura's hearts and, and to this podcast. So we were, we were super excited about that. Um, any, way that you can give back to the community and not just OSR, but to the community, the local community is, is really important. Um, yeah, it, it's, it is, it's phenomenal. You guys really put on one hell of a convention. Let me tell you, let me Thank tell you. you, we have, we had the best time. I don't think I have stopped talking about it. <laughs> and I have to say your volunteers are, they're all just so kind and just amazing. Kind of like what we talked about, not just taking care of us, but I just saw the care that they took with, you know, the, the attendees, everybody, mm-hmm. you know, just very kind, very nice, very thoughtful, you know, always just on on point, always kind of, you know, trying to help people out the whole time. So they worked their butts off and it really oh, shows. They do. They yeah. do, and it's their, it's their convention, too. 
Yeah, yeah. They, absolutely. They, they own it just as much as we do. I mean, we do most of the planning uh, and do, do everything, you know, to, to get it up and running. Mm-hmm. But then the days of the convention, it's like we kind of like sit yeah. back and they execute they it. They execute yeah. the whole thing, you know. And we do have meetings. We have like a committee to work on different things together. And then we have meetings with the team and explain to them, you know, how we how we want or foreseeing this to be run and everything. And they just go. They're they're awesome. We're very very nice. Yeah, I mean, we get we get some of our team members that will get there at 10 a.m. like Friday. Mm-hmm. And they will be there working until 8 p.m. Sunday night, and like like Saturdays. Saturday's a long day. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we'll get there at 7 a.m. and we won't get out of there till 3 a.m. Sunday morning. Yeah, because Saturday's a celebrity ghost hunt, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking to some of the the volunteers Saturday afternoon, and they were like, "Oh, we're doing the celebrity ghost hunt." And we're like, "Oh, we have to hear all about it tomorrow. Tell us everything." And in the morning, because like I said, we got there early on Sunday, and then there they were coming back in. And I was like, you guys have had to have gotten like three hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Troopers. <laughs> totally. It's a long, it's a long uh, weekend, but it, it's, it's worth it. Worth it. it. Is. Yeah, it's time well spent and invested and mm-hmm. donated, I would imagine, for you guys, yeah. So mm-hmm. how long does it take you guys to plan the event? Yeah. Well, we already started planning it for next year. Uh, right. We have like, our first meeting with our team. Uh, tomorrow. Oh, do you? Oh, wow. <laughs> we start planning at the event. Yeah. Because as we're going through, it's like, you know what we got to do for next year? We got And we write down notes and we're constantly, we're constantly alert on what is going on and what needs to be improved. Plus the fact, and I'm sure you received it, we send out the survey right afterwards. Yes. So mm-hmm. that we know and understand if there's any improvements, what we need to do. So we're actually starting our planning <coughs> Yeah. Yeah, already. The survey is very important. Yeah. Uh, I remember the first year we, we did it, you know, we, we did a survey uh, and some of the uh, things that people were saying is nobody came to my table, you know, didn't have anything. So we came up with the idea of the scavenger hunt. I thought that was brilliant. We were going to get people to every table. Yeah. And then it's up to you to sell. Because if you think about it, you get the to the table to try and find this object. Yeah. They're looking at every at everything, and then in my mind and Greg's mind, it's like if they're looking, they're going, "Oh, that's really cool. How much is that?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, so our job is to get people to the tables. And yeah. then we created the raffles. So, you know, the, the raffles where yeah. if you spend ten dollars at a table, you get a you get a coupon. Yeah. That coupon gets entered for you know a, a, their, Yeah, we we, we gave four four private locations. So, you know, I, I'd be like, I'm going to spend $100. I'm going to get as many raffle tickets as I can and put it in there. Dude, seriously, because what you guys were giving away, I was like, I want to win it all. I want all. (laughs) (laughs) And and here's something, too. You know, we're the resident paranormal team at the Reformatory, but we also have three other locations that we manage. That's right. Talk to to us about those three. Okay. Uh, Well, we have one down in Columbus. Uh, which is the old Delaware County Jail. Columbus okay. team runs that one. They do events and private ghost hunts out of there. Okay. Um, in fact, we're working on another lo- another county jail to the Columbus team uh, to do the same thing. 
And then we have another location just outside of Canton in a the little town called Brewster. It's the Wandel House Museum. Okay. Um, You're yeah. giving me location suggestions. <laughs> Wandel House Museum, um, which it's, an, it's a historical society. And I remember one year, was several years ago, they contacted our team to investigate. And we went there to investigate. And I remember the director was saying that, you know, she wishes that they could figure out a way to make money to help with upkeep and maintenance. And I'm like, let me talk with you. So, so we, <laughs> I'm you know, glad we you got, said something. <laughs> we, we got them up and, and running. But now they pretty much run that location and we just assist as needed. Um, and then we have a, an old school, the old uh, Grafton school. Oh, okay. Well, same thing. Uh, we were there for an event, and I'm like, I got a way to make you, you more money. And there again, all the, the money goes back to those locations. Like mm-hmm. We got all volunteers that, that, that help work them. Yeah. And something I want to add about all these different locations. I'm sure people are probably like, how can you run all those locations and still uh, you know, work at OSR and volunteer at OSR? There's three different entities that we're talking about here. One is we have Black Shamrock Events, which is Greg and I. Yeah. And that's where we run our, our, our that's the company we use to run the, the events. Then we have Tri-C Ghost Hunters. Tri-C Ghost Hunters is the, is, uh, you know, an investigating team, but we're also the resident uh, paranormal team at OSR. OSR, not every Tri-C member is an OSR volunteer. We have OSR volunteers. Okay. Some of our team members are OSR volunteers, if that makes sense. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. So like, at, so like at our event, Paris Icon, everybody that is running the Paris Icon itself are all of our team members, not OSR volunteers. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then the, but we do have some team members that are OSR volunteers. That are both, yeah. I see that at the time. Okay. And then, <laughs> There's the OSR volunteers that were working the front of the building, you know, helping out with directions and standing in hallways. And right. Yeah. So everybody that you saw with the bright green shirts. Yeah. Are those are yeah. all Tri-C members. Yes. Oh, okay. 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 They're, they're, and all of them are not OSR volunteers. Yeah. Some of them are, but the majority of them are not. Okay. So with all of these other, the, these other locations, we have a lot of team members that specific to those other locations. Those locations. They're not an OSR volunteer. Gotcha. Okay. So you said that you guys have a total of 42 that are are part of Tri-C. You needed that. You absolutely, because it's such a a huge event that it was kind of the perfect amount of people because like I said, it was maybe what, Laura, 15, 20 minutes, someone was coming by. I was like, are you okay? Are you doing good? Oh, yeah. Do you need anything? Can I get you? Can I get you a coffee? I was like, no, no, just tell me where and I'll go get by. It's totally fine. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man, you guys, everybody listening, if you want to, and we said this with Boss Paranormal, if you guys sell crystals or if you do tarot readings or if you make those creepy dolls or you make, <laughs> oh, there's a couple of those vendors um, and you want to uh, a really amazing location to be a vendor at Paris Icon is where you do it now we had told everybody when we were talking with Boss Paranormal a little earlier today that you guys fill up on your vendors real quick Super, super yes. fast. Where are you guys at right now 
with your vendors that have already signed up for next year? Uh, actually, uh, we've got about 24 tables left, and we haven't even announced it yet. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. uh, I, I mean, I've got a big, long list. I've got about 70 vendors who are interested in being a vendor there. Yeah. But i only got 24 spots uh, available, and um, I haven't sent them emails yet. I'll probably do, do that before the end of the month. Okay. Uh, Wow. Get them on board. Uh, I'm telling but, you guys, you know, it's a hot commodity. <clears throat> yeah, last year, we, we were sold out, you know, before the end of September. Uh, yeah, I remember. Um, so Andre- Andrea went to last year's as well. And we were talking to her about it. And she was like, if you guys want it, she's like, the second they open that up, you guys need to jump on it because they will sell out of vendor spots. And I'm like, okay, you got it. I'm done doing it. Um, (laughs) And then it was, it was like just a couple months later where you guys were like, we're full, we're on a wait list. And I was like, oh, geez, it's not even for like nine more months. (laughs) It's a, it's a, that's great. We had over 40 vendors on our wait list. Did you really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, it, which comes in handy because you know it's inevitable. You know, three days before the event, you know, a vendor has to cancel. Right. So I'm like, I'm getting on. Okay, I got sending emails out to vendors, and we filled them. That's good. You know, we, wow. You know, we filled those uh, empty table spots. Yeah, that's really good. And in fact, um, so now you guys kind of grow year after year because I've been kind of. Um, going to your page and seeing like prior years, cause we were trying to get ideas of like, how do we want to set up our booth and this kind of thing. And so you, every year you have more and more vendors. So tell us a little bit about the differences between your very first one at OSR and this last one. Like how has it grown? Well, remember the, the first time we ever did it at OSR, we didn't even do it. We didn't even do it in the cell, no. west cell block. It was just the uh, central guard room and the, the east diagonal. That was it. And then and we, we did have celebrities that came in, and we had them down in the uh, bullpen area. Oh, really? Our okay. Was the very first year. And then we, we were like, everybody wants to come. We need to, you know, make more room. So we just, we expanded into just the east uh, or um, the west, the, the north, west, the north side, west cell block. Uh, we only did that area. Um, and uh, the last where, did two hold, where did they hold the speakers? The, 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 oh, the, the speakers were on the west cell block. On the other side. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So we did, and and that's you know with the, the Ohio State Reformatory, we're kind of like limited on where, where we can do speakers. Right. Uh, that's why we do it in the West Shower. So Which it's, is kind of cool. It, it is cool. It's a cool. <laughs> it's a cool spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what? Nobody's ever complained about it. They, they think it's cool to, to do do it down there. Yeah. Um, but then the last two years, we had to move it, uh, use the whole West Cell block now. Yeah. Yeah, and some people have asked us, are you going to expand into East Cell block? No, and here's the reason why it's you guys, for the vendors. We don't want too much competition between one and another. I mean, yeah. right now, you all are making money. You're all doing very well. If we make it too big, you're going to have too much competition. Your sales are going to go down. Yeah. Yeah, um, and, you know, and it's not going to be as 
it's a fruitful for you. Yeah, profitable. Mm. Profitable, um, that's it. And, and the, the ESO right. watch just isn't, it's just not nice. Uh, there's <laughs> pillars, and where the West cell block, it's like a lot cleaner, a lot nicer. Yeah. It's got that ambiance about it. Uh, where mm. the East cell block is just, it's, it's just not conducive to for what we won't want to do. And in addition, we need that space for the celebrity ghost hunt, too. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, we have to close off certain areas during the ghost hunt. Yeah, because yeah. we lock up everything. I mean, when we do the celebrity ghost hunt, everything is under lock and key. Nobody can get in there. And we have a, uh, a police officer on duty that manages it to make sure nobody does get in. Because everybody has a lot of a lot of, uh, you know, product in there. Very yeah. expensive and stuff, yeah. And, and we do secure it. It's Luckily, the areas that it is in uh, can be secured. So if somebody had, like, broken items at their vendor booth, the odds are it was probably a spirited OSR that maybe knocked it over onto the ground <laughs> or something. <laughs> we'll have to investigate that. Right. Are you ever going to get to a point, do you think, and like for Parasycon 5, are you going to be adding more vendors or are you guys going to, because didn't you have like, was it 90 this year? It was like about 90 different vendor tables. Yeah. Uh, We we are adding just a couple more. Um, Like I said, we're limited to space. It's not like it's a big convention center or like a big ballroom at a hotel. Um, and we won't take it outside. No, we won't take it outside. Yeah. Uh, it's the you know the weather. It's night nice and inside. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, it's I, I think uh, this past year is probably as as big as it's going to get as far as vendors. Uh, we may be adding some more celebrities uh, for Parasitecon uh, Five for next year. Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's always such a good time to like. To walk by, and I was like, Dave Schrader, oh my God, Shane Pittman. And then we got a picture with Shane, and I was like, oh my God. Um, but the Ghost Brothers were the ones that I was like, I can't, I can't. Aaron's like, come meet them. They're super nice. I know them. And I was like, no, God, no. And yeah, it was fangirl trying to really be like, no, I'm a vendor, I'm professional. And then be like, there's Juwan, oh my God. Like, it, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's, it's, a, it's a really fun time. I've really had the best experience there. Um, so Laura, you had, what, are yeah. you, what are you most proud of as far as the event goes? I'm proud. Uh, it has to do yeah. with the vendors. Just hearing what you're saying and knowing that we made you well happy, is, is, that's our goal. So hearing things like that, that you all were happy, and yeah, that's it. And, that's what I'm most like. I, I like when vendors will sell out on all their products. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and we have had that. We have had vendors say, I sold out everything. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've never sold out of everything before in an event. Uh, really? Wow, that's vendors, so cool. I mean, I mean, some vendors, you know, obviously, you know, they may break even or, but for the vast majority, everybody's making money. And that's, yeah, that, that's, that's really what good. it's all about for me is like, mm-hmm. I want to see them make money. I want to see them happy. Uh, it's the vendors. That's yeah. what ma- makes us happy. And that, that's on the, the convention side of it. That's the thing that we're both most proud of as far as the convention side of it. But, and I know Greg will agree with me on this. 
what I'm really proud of is my team. Yes. Our team. Yes. The Tri-C Ghost Hunters. Yeah. You should the be. The people that are there. You should be. And their heart is in it. Their soul is in it. Love isn't in it. They have good, positive energy. Everything about it. I couldn't be more proud of, yeah. of Tri-C Ghost Hunters. Yeah. 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 And, and it, it's all. Nice. And, and we hear this all the time and you guys have said it. And sometimes I'm like, you know, we're just, we're just doing what we do. People say that this was the most organized and, you know, best run event that they've ever been to. And we hear that from a lot of vendors. We even hear, hear that from the celebrities. And, yes. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it makes us feel good. But then I'm like, what are we doing different than other places? Yeah. Are? Yes, that's that is an excellent question. Yeah, it's like we're just doing what should be done. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've been to. So I, I've been to a couple of other um, Paracons and even, you know, a couple of different like pop culture conventions where it's just sort of like, OK, here's your table. Have fun. And then just never really concerned about the vendors. It's really more about the speakers, the celebrities, the vendors make money, don't make money. We don't really care. You have a problem with your outlet. We don't care. We, you know, um, so the fact that you are getting this kind of feedback. So by so many vendors and celebrities that, and that vendors are selling out when they come to this event, that's going to make them want to come back year after year, after year, after year. It's going to want, they're going to refer other, their other friends that may want to come back and just get you guys more and more and more, um, exposure and more, you know, raise more, um, you know, raise more food for the food pantry, raise more, bring in more supplies for the the pets. So along that line, why is it important um, to shine a a light, metaphorically speaking, on the paranormal at OSR? Why is it important, um, not just necessarily the history, but um, it is a Paris icon and it is at one of the most haunted and iconic locations in the country. Why is it important to shine a light on the paranormal things that go on at Ohio State Reformatory? Uh, I, th- I mean, you know, people are fascinated with the paranormal. Um, mm-hmm. they, they love investigating. Um, I, I'm fascinated by, by the paranormal and it just goes hand in hand. I mean, you got the Ohio State Reformatory, famous for other things too, like right. movies, <laughs> yeah. Shank Redemption, uh, and it, it's—I mean, it's just such an iconic location. And in our experiences too, it is one of the more active locations uh, in the United sure. States that that, w- that we have have been to. Yeah. Uh, it just goes hand in hand, and people people love it. I mean, it's like. This year, what do we have? Like 62 private hunts. Uh, oh, man. And that's basically from March through the end of August. Uh, wow. She keeps, she keeps me busy. <laughs> Sounds like it. You know, it's like if I'm coming up, I've got seven and 11 days. Uh, oh, wow. And, you know, there was a time before it's like, okay, I'm here for my sixth time out of, seven, uh, out of the week, you know. So, yeah. Uh, and it's... I mean, it's just such a fascinating place. Yeah. And, it, 
It is fascinating and everything too, but one of the things I want to expand on with the paranormal, you have your, your residual, you have your intelligent hauntings, and I know you both know and understand that. Yeah. OSR holds both of that, you know, both. And a lot of it is residual. There are things that happen, you know, time after time after time. Uh, like the, the, the thing clanging on the floor um, every so mm-hmm. often. You know, you have those residual um, hauntings, but then you also have the intelligent hauntings. And it's the intelligent hauntings that really make the paranormal so interesting. They're like the yeah. apparition I saw on the third floor, like the apparition he saw in solitary confinement, the, the, the door opening and closing continuously eight times. You know, those are... That, that was not residual. No, <laughs> that was not residual because no. I'm sure that refrigerator wasn't there. No, that's it's, what I'm saying. You want those? Those are the intelligent ones, the ones that answer your questions. Yeah, right. The library. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's and then obviously place. too, you know, you know, all all the money from all those events too goes back to the reformatory for its, you know, its restoration. They're restoring and and. Uh, a lot of locations in there. Yes, and it's so huge. We first started. Really? Those tiny, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, it's amazing the work that has oh. been done. And it's not cheap. It oh, is no. not oh, cheap no. to do the restoration. I think one of the windows down in uh, the cell blocks, I think that was like $50,000. 15000 Fifteen thousand, but that was for one window. 20, 20, 10 years ago, something like that. Oh so my God! Could you imagine? More. So mm. yeah, yeah, the restoration there has been amazing, and watching the progress, uh, you know, it's phenomenal how how much they can they can bring it back to life. Yeah, you know, and then get, stepping back to the paranormal a little bit too. You know, there's the yeah, there's a dark side to the yeah. you have your dark history, of course, because it was of course. prison. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. also have another side of it where you have the people in the administration area. Um, you know, that 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 was that was their home. That was the place where they lived. That was their life. Right. That was you know, everything. So you, you kinda got a mixture. It's not all dark, it's kind of a mixture of all kinds of different types of energy. Of energy that's there, yeah. I mean, and that's something that we really, um, I mean, obviously the name of the show is History of a Haunting. So the premise essentially, Laura, we do a location and Laura does the history of it and kind of explains, obviously we're focusing a little bit more on um, the more traumatic sides of the history of a location because that's generally what leads to the haunting of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and OSR, man... I mean, there's just from almost day one, (laughs) it was there. It was one of our um, uh, longer episodes just because the history is so vast. It's so varied. um, And then the hauntings. Good Lord. (laughs) So, so many, so many. And there's never um, especially and it's been featured on a ton of shows and it's never the same. It's never the same that, you know. What Destination Fear experienced is not the same thing that, you know, um, when, you know, Portals to Hell, it's not, it's just, it just, it's okay. remarkable. And everybody, everybody that's interested in the paranormal and that wants to ghost hunt, we have a lot of people that listen to this show that are like, I will, I just want to listen to it and hear the stories. I don't ever want to go and like <laughs> see a ghost. So everybody that wants to, we highly encourage you guys to go and, um, and do an investigation, be it a public one or a private one. We are planning 
we're hoping to sometime next year get a group together um, and do a private of OSR next year. Um, we did it last year at Trans Allegheny. We had the whole place to ourselves. There was about 20 of us. We had the best time. We had the best time. And um, we're putting wanting to put together one for OSR for next year. Um, and I'm it's a whole... For that. Yeah, it's I can't I just cannot wait. Although I am a little nervous about the this gray man thing. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I yeah, I am a little nervous about that. But um, it's all it's a blend of people that are like wanting to learn like my niece, Emma, she came with us to Trans Allegheny because she wanted to learn how to do a paranormal investigation. What are they like? Uh, she found out there's a lot of boring, quiet, in the dark <laughs> hours that you spend. Um, she, I think she thought it was going to be more like a TV show. But, um, yeah, no, um, it's not. Uh, and then, you know, folks that have been investigating for, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. So it's kind of a, a really wonderful group of folks that get together and do this. And... Um, we love to just kind of get that those kind of groups together, um, especially for the ones that want to learn how to do it, because they always bring a, f- a fresh perspective that maybe, you know, like I hadn't considered or that other people hadn't considered or, you know, some of the tried and true things that people that have been investigating for 30, 40, 50 years, their techniques that are, you know, foolproof. You don't necessarily need 9,000 pounds of equipment on you, right. to, you know what I mean? Um yeah. So to that end, Laura, what is your last, we've got one more question for you guys in along that, that vein of different investigating. So what would be your biggest piece of advice for a new paranormal investigator? Right. You don't need all this equipment. (laughs) You don't need all that equipment. Uh, You just need yourself. Now, when I do my tours, either uh, when I'm leading a ghost walk or I'm there on a private hunt, all of my stories and experiences have nothing to do with equipment. It's all sight, sound, touch, smell. Uh, You don't need all the equipment. Uh, You got to have patience. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) We we get people that, that come there. You know, they've never investigated before. They come there, nothing happens, and they're like, oh, this place is not haunted. Ah, yeah, it is. Uh, you got to have patience. Well, and one of the other things, one of the things that I have, that I have um, for the newbie out there is not everything is paranormal. Yes, yes. <laughs> not every, I actually do Go a presentation that, on that. More than anything, not everything is paranormal. Just because something happens doesn't mean there isn't a logical reason for it. You gotta investigating is exactly that. You gotta investigate what you just heard. You gotta investigate that picture you just took. You gotta investigate yeah. that's part of paranormal investigating. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Laura, we brought Laura on the show because she's our resident skeptic that was used to the show used to be hosted by me and my friend Archie. We brought Laura on as our resident skeptic. Um, I'm a total full on believer. And I'm like, you know what? Laura's perspective is going to be really cool. I like it. Then we started um, inviting her to go on investigations and we did old hospital on college Hill. And it was just me and her and um, our two other friends. And she heard, 
an oxygen. We were doing a Facebook live, and she heard an oxygen tank, like you know, oxygen the machines, the ventilators. Oh. And we were doing a Facebook live, and she goes, "Do you hear that?" And I was like, too busy talking to like the audience on Facebook Live, and I was like, "Hang on, guys." And she, I was like, "What?" And she goes, "Listen." And then I heard it. This girl. It was in July. We went there in West Virginia. So muggy, so hot, and it had been storming <laughs> that night. It was miserable. This girl is like going in and out of rooms, looking for the source. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit down. I know what it was. And you can, we're going to let you go. Because they had no power to the building on the upper floors where we were. They had machines, hospital machines, but none of them were plugged in. And there was no, on this particular floor, there was no broken windows. And she's like, I'm going to find the source of this. And I was like, all right, let me know what you find. I'm just going to try here, sit here and not die of a heat stroke. <laughs> She was yeah, bound and determined. I went back later to go. I was like, let me go back and see if I could re- reproduce the result. Right. So, um, and I didn't hear it again, but I, I didn't hear anything else either. So, you know, and it's like, you know what you're hearing, you, you know, and it, it, again, like you said, that's not something that always gets caught on the equipment, you know, and then obviously the different classes of the EVPs, but that was the first time I ever had any. Any like experience like that? That kind of gave her pause. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Oh, maybe there is something to this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know, regardless of what your beliefs are, uh, like I said, I'm skeptic. You know, everything for me when it happens has a a logical explanation. You just have to find it. Yeah, Uh, but there's things that you cannot explain. I'm not saying it's proof of an afterlife. Uh, we don't know. It's just yeah. something that happened. It's like, like the shadow figure. You know, his first thought was, oh, it was my eyes playing tricks. But then it's like, no, that wasn't. I saw the guy walk up the steps and down the hallway. So how do you explain that? What could it be? You try to figure it out. When you can't figure it out, you're like, I don't know what it was. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mean... Oh, man, Ohio State Reformatory, guys, if you haven't been, you must go. Even for a history tour, even for the um, Shawshank Redemption tour, that that is such a neat tour. That is such a neat section of the building. Um, We're huge fans of that movie, my family and I. And so I was telling my mom we watched the movie after we came back from Parasycon, and I was like, look, look, okay, and then, okay, and I, I was in that room, and um, now if you look, there's, my mom's like, could I just watch the movie? Like, could you not? <laughs> could you not? Right now, I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, but, you know, I, I, I kind of, like, was standing in that very room. Mom, doesn't that matter? She's like, no, not really. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it just even if you guys do that to her, it's really, really amazing. And like I said, there's just something about turning in down that driveway and seeing that building and watching it grow larger the closer you get to it. There's really something um, magnificent about it. So we want everybody to go and check it out. And we absolutely want everybody to go to Parasycon 5 next year. Now, is it going to be the same weekend, guys? It is. It's always the third weekend in May. Third weekend in May. All right. Now, when do you guys generally put tickets on sale for it? Uh, Go ahead. Well, right now we have the Parasycon website up and running. Okay. So www.parasycon.com. Um, and if you know people want to just kind of go there and watch things, um, as far as the tickets themselves, when do you usually um, advertise that? Wait, now, obviously, 
we don't charge to get into Parapsychon. You have to pay your daily admission into the Ohio State Reformatory. Okay. So, and you can buy buy those at the door. It's never, never sold out. They never turn people away. Or, or you can buy them in advance. But those probably won't go on sale till probably beginning of December. Okay. And and that's when our tickets for like the celebrity ghost hunt, uh, the VIP meet and greet, and uh, other events that that we're planning, um, will, will go on too. So. Okay. Yeah, we recommend it to nice. everybody. It's always nice to pre-purchase those tickets into yes. Amazon too, um, because it, we don't have a fast pass, so to speak. But if you have pre-purchased tickets, there's people standing out there that are like, did you purchase your tickets ahead of time? And checking people in to yeah. get them out of the line. So you could do the walk-up, which is great, um, but they've got it. The, the OSR staff has it mastered right now. They're doing a wonderful job at keeping the lines down. So That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's a phenomenal, um, it's phenomenal. And I think, Laura, you had the best time. We... God, just so much fun meeting new people. And, ah, jeez, I can't, I really cannot stop raving about it. <laughs> I really can't. Um, so we are so grateful. Yeah, we're like a family. We, we've had, yeah. we have vendors there that have been with us since the first one, since 2017. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, we probably got at least 15 to 20 vendors that have been with us for everyone. For every single one. Like a family reunion for them. You know, everybody knows everybody, everybody's friends, everybody helps one another. You know, it, it, yeah. it kind of like when you spread that, like with us and then our team spreading it, it kind of goes into the vendors and the vendors spread it then. Yeah. It's not fun. It's wonderful. So, you guys, yeah, I can't, I can't, um, I can't say enough wonderful things about it. You guys do a really phenomenal job. So really congratulations you guys it was a roaring success we had the best time um and we're really 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 grateful that you guys came on the show and we got to pick your brains a little bit about like what goes on you know like behind the scenes and um we do have a few more questions for you guys um i did let you know before we started recording that to close out every show we do a a segment called get to know our guests where we ask each of you 10 lightning rounds questions okay and um so kathy we're gonna start with you first and the no, rules <laughs> here are the rules it's real easy we're gonna give you you need to answer as fast as you can we're gonna give you the choice of two answers so we're gonna say what do you like most this or that um you have to answer this or that you can't make up a third option it's one of the two that we give you um answer as quickly as you can you don't have to defend or explain your answer um and that's pretty much it okay it's not timed but try to answer as quick as you can so we're gonna start with you kathy uh the let's see here uh get it done first or wait until the last minute get it done first would you rather drive or fly Fly. iPhone or Samsung? iPhone. Okay. Locked in alone for 72 hours, St. Augustine Lighthouse or the Myrtles Plantation? Oh, tough. Uh, <laughs> Myrtles. Okay. Favorite piece of equipment, EMF detector or EVP recorder? EVP recorder. Okay. Coincidence or fate? Fate. Fate. Go forward in time or backward in time? 
forward, okay? What is the most uncomfortable location in OSR, east cell block or solitary confinement? Solitary confinement. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite part of hosting the Paris Icon, meeting new people, or getting rave reviews? Um, Both. (laughs) (laughs) okay um coolest cryptid mothman or the loch ness monster loch ness monster okay all right that's it see that wasn't hard no, not at all. Yeah. Super <laughs> easy. Super you easy. Passed. You've actually cruised on Loch Ness. The minute when you said that, I was like, yay. I couldn't remember which one of you had that question. And I'm like, oh, we asked them about we asked them about Nessie. And, and the oh, rules cool. and, and the lighthouse, we've been the well, she's yeah, we've been to both. Yeah. And but, she's investigated both. Have oh, you really? Cool. I've been to the Myrtles. We haven't been to St. Augustine yet. Aaron keeps wanting us to go down there to visit her. But it's just, you know, a matter of Laura and I trying to find, like, the best time to go. Uh, time and money. <laughs> well, and, and find the best pile of cash to pay for it. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Greg, are you ready? Yeah, okay. Okay, here we go. Have more time or have more money? Have more time. Okay. Work on a puzzle or play a game? Play a game. Okay. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? Um, let's say extrovert. Okay. Uh, most uncomfortable location in OSR, the attic or the chair room? Attic. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, better piece of investigative equipment, SLS camera or light-up toys? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one's out. <laughs> yeah, one's out. Um, I gotta go light up toys. Okay. <laughs> learn by watching or learn by doing? Learn by doing. Okay. Biggest fear in an investigation being scratched or being shoved? Uh, I've been shoved. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't scary. I was say scratched. Scratched. Okay. Locked in alone for 72 hours, the Stanley Hotel or the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast? Stanley. <laughs> and what are you most proud of, putting on a successful Paracon or the exposure it brings to OSR and the relative causes? Oh, exposure to OSR. Okay. And lastly, this is an open-ended question, and there's only one, and you're the one that gets it. What is the best paranormal podcast ever? You guys. Yay! it's a trick question so far nobody has said another podcast and if somebody does i'm going to be like i don't know what to do (laughs) i can't believe it (laughs) so thank you guys so much for being here with us we certainly certainly appreciate you um now where can folks find you do you as far as like on social media do you guys have a your team have a page black shamrock have a page like where can folks find you if they want to follow any like videos that you put out or anything like that okay we we do for tricy ghost hunters we have a website it's tcghohio.com okay excuse me dot org dot org Um, okay and uh we also have a facebook page just put in tricy ghost hunters uh, Parasycon, we have a Facebook page, just put in Parasycon. Uh, website is parasycon.com. Uh, and that, that, that's it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We've got our own personal uh, sites, too. I've written sure. two books, so I have a site for that. Okay, uh, what's that site? 
Oh, that is, well, what is that site? <laughs> I don't, it's a Wix site. You just type in my name and it will come up. Okay. Uh, it'll be like Wix, you know, graphicetic, Wix.author or something. Oh, like, okay. One of those big long got, ones? Yeah, and you, you've got a couple of sites. Yeah, I have a couple of sites, too. Um, I make uh, handmade soaps, homemade soaps. So it's Kathy's <sighs> Bath Craze, but Craze is with a K. So it's www.kathysbathcraze.com. And then I also do holistic healing. Um, I'm Re- uh, Reiki Master, um, um, Mountain Magic, and sh- uh, Shaman Practitioner. Wow, and great. Put in Serenity Reiki by Kathy, and Kathy's with a K, and I will come up. Okay, great. I love it. Wonderful. So um, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for joining us as we talk to these three amazing um, groups. We had the best time. We wanted to do a recap of Parasycon. We've been promising you guys um, a show, just letting you know what it was like, what we did, the fun we had, who we met, and um, this was it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Now, as always, Laura, why don't you let the peeps know where they can follow us should they choose to do so you can follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok at hoh podcast and then we also have our um two um social media pages that you can follow us on is on the tiktok and these are our official uh, uh social media Sites. individual ones yep at yeah, hoh carry and at hoh co-host laura all right wonderful well again guys thank you so much for um joining us we're very very grateful we had a really wonderful time with you guys and um yeah we'll see you next year looking forward right. to it all right guys we'll see yeah. you next week bye bye <laughs> bye